but I just let her be with me 24-7. I remember my dad always telling me that Indira Gandhi used to shadow Nehru all the time. And she just learned world politics because she shadowed him. So to me, I just let her shadow me. She used to come to my clinic with me. She sits with me for most meetings. I have most phone calls happen in front of her because she's with me all the time. So she's learned subconsciously things going. Like I said, how subconsciously my dad and mom made me what I am. In this week of questions I wanted to ask, I'm talking to India's leading cosmetic dermatologist and skincare expert, Dr. Rashmi Shetty. She's an industry pioneer as an aesthetic physician, a celebrity dermatologist, and one of the very few experts in non-surgical aesthetic medicine. In this episode, we spoke about how she's running multiple businesses with offices in different cities, being a single parent, how she takes out time for herself amidst her hectic schedule, and the importance of discipline in her life. Guys, uh, Rashmi, thank you so much for coming on board and, you know, uh, agreeing to do this podcast with me called Questions I Wanted to Ask uh, with Anshu. Uh, I think it's, it's, you know, it's very interesting that I have you today. We've discussed beauty in pretty much all, <laughs> all scenarios, you know, know. with you. Uh, but uh, I think... Uh, Besides the doctor that I see and besides the person that I know, there are so many aspects of your personality which amazes me and inspires me that I feel that, you know, uh, while you have spoken a lot about the work that you, you know, you do with so many of the, you know, so many of your clients from celebrities to, you know, many other men and women, I think I wanted to bring about the various roles that, you know, you are playing in your life as a doctor, as an entrepreneur, as a solo entrepreneur, um, as someone who's like uh, taking care of businesses in multiple cities and always thinking of expanding, right? Uh, as a as a mother, uh, as a daughter. I mean, there are so many of these different roles that you're doing. And I, I see you literally like moving from one thing to the other, to the, you know, this thing. And, you know, I mean, it's it's a question which comes to my mind that how do you structure your brain? How do you plan your day, Rashmi? Um, so, Anshu, firstly, thank you for having me on this show. I know My you pleasure. have had a lot of wonderful women. So, thank you for considering me among those wonderful women. Thank you. Um, how pleasure. do I plan my day? I think it's an unconditional thing taught to me by my mom, by my dad. It's something that I've seen while I grew up. <clears throat> so, I've seen my dad. We had an advertising and marketing agency in those days, which was a very oh. forward business at that time. So my, yeah, when my dad yeah. passed away, coincidentally, that year was 50th year of our agency. So it was that mm-hmm. way back that he had started the agency. Um, so I would see him multitask in those days because there were no computers, right? So by 11 mm-hmm. o'clock, all the release orders had to go to different presses. Especially the print because then it was physically them. dispatched. Yeah. Correct, it was print. Yeah. It had to be physically dispatched everywhere. And physically, there were a whole lot of things that needs to be done and juggled. The artwork, the negatives, the copyrights, everything used to happen in the house. Everything had to be juggled. Everything had to reach level. It had to leave the office. And I used to see my dad really put everything together from the creative part of it to the sales part of it to the angle of how it had to appear. So I saw him multitasking very effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Likewise, I saw my mom multitasking. We were three girls, all four years apart. Very difficult. Our house was a typical house where my ma- papa's brothers lived with us. 
mama's one sister lived at us at all point of time somebody or the other was studying in bangalore so they used to come from bangalore and stay with us um my my grandmom and dad's mom used to live with us so it was a house full and it was the regular south indian house which had to have all meals different all meals cooked for everybody and you know i used to get stupid prizes in school like best uniform prize Wow! Ask my mom, how would you do? Th- and that was totally because of my mom, right? Nothing for me yeah. to spread it yeah. about. So yeah. my uniform was the most impeccably ironed uniform ever. You wouldn't yeah. find one crease. And, and sh- was your mom was perfect? Yeah. Was your mom helping that? Was your mom helping that? Totally, totally perfectly okay. ironed uniform came from my mom. Even after it came from Dobi, she wouldn't like the folds. So she used to again iron off all the creases. The madness I still have in me. Really? So she used to do that. Our dabbas were perfectly packed. My shoes, the black shoes, used to be shining at all times. So I used to always get the best uniform girl. So likewise, yeah. from my uniform to my shoes to my dad's attire to maybe all of us three children wanting three different things to brother-in-laws at home to a mother-in-law at home, she just multitasked. And I have the other day I was telling someone I've never seen my mom. in a in a bed head she never woke up and with a dirty hair or a messy hair or a messy face never ever ever in these many years yeah i don't know how my mom looks the minute she wakes up i've never seen her without nicely combed hair groomed face you know neat face never ever so i've never seen my mom in a nighty so these are things that i grew up with so unconditionally i am very systematic i like to follow rituals i like to have a pattern to the day but that having a pattern is not something that i design it just happens it sure. i think it's there in my grain it's it's there in my system sure sure so this is basically your you know you putting it all to discipline and yeah. uh yeah. so i was reading that book called ichigai or ich, what, what ikagai, ikagai 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 yeah ha. so i was reading that book and the essence of that book was about ritualistic discipline and repeating things in a way that it becomes your comfort system this is what i follow that's it unconsciously that's what i follow and, and when which, things go i cannot handle it <laughs> but i mean obviously you're dealing with you know humans and you know you're technically yeah. in a services business so yeah. things do go off and you have sometimes you know clients taking up lot more time and then uh, uh, during those situations when you have to get back to work what's the frame of mind do you get easily perturbed and you're like oh my god you know what's happening on because you're also taking care of you know your daughter uh, single handedly so how what what goes on in your mind like you know so anybody who's part of my life knows mm. my attachment towards uh, my daughter. daughter so it's it's like a total it's 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 something it's it's me that's she's it a, she's a replica of you though yeah she's a replica of me yeah. included in me i don't know what is that chemistry but she's there yeah. so it's whether beautiful. i am yeah it is beautiful and i wouldn't have mm. it any other way i totally love that um so it's whether i'm working unless i am injecting i would pick up her phone no matter what so hmm. everybody knows it and they better live with it because for me i'm firstly my first duty is towards her my sure. first responsibility is towards her so i do not really um think that oh my god i'm doing something i can't pick her phone that's never been a battle in my head i pick her phone period so i'm very plugged in mom 
very, however busy I am, wherever internationally I am, I'm a very plugged in mom. So I know when she eats, I know when she sleeps, I know when she's in a bad mood, I know when she, her allergy hits, I know when she goes to college, I know when she comes back from college. Even now, I mean, she's 20s and I still know every second of the day where she is. So I'm a very yeah. plugged in mom. So to me, it all goes together. I don't believe in compartmentalizing. Sure. I believe in just everything together. If you have the brain enough to internally compartmentalize and process information, I don't sure. compartmentalize time or, sure. or, or a task. I compartmentalize the information. Priorities, rather. I wouldn't say they are priorities. I could no. have okay. my daughter, my work. My work is equally important. I love my sure. job. Yeah. Uh, mm. So, yeah, I totally, I totally am passionate. Yeah. I can't even tell you. I don't think I can live if someone took that away from me. I know. I've not, seen so much of that. In yeah. You. So it's not that I need it financially. God's been very kind. But yeah. it's because I love it so much. Yeah. So to me, I don't see it as this is priority or that is priority. Sure. So it's it's my daughter. It's It's work. For me to look good, or for me to feel happy and healthy, for my staff to be uh, be that happy gang, I, I just love all of that together. And sure. all of it has to happen together for me. Sure. So I don't say one is priority over other. Sure, sure. Rashmi, so I, I don't know how to define that. Yeah. No, I, I get this. I mean, you know, it's interesting, Rashmi, because you're probably the only person I'll be talking today, who, uh, I'll be talking in this entire series as a doctor and who lays as much stress on internal healing and internal beauty. And I mean, it goes in the way you treat your patients and, you know, I come to you. I'm, I know you personally also, but I'm saying, I think a lot of my questions will also be uh, to you as, you know, as a, as a doctor, uh, when all of this, when, when women are handling all of this, right, they go through extreme stress situations. And yeah. It could be at work. It could be, how, how do you kind of handle? I mean, I know it's a very generic question, but it's, it's bound to happen, right? Sometimes you could be very, very stressful, stressed because of work and it's like, it's unavoidable, but it does come back to say home or, you know, home stress sometimes yeah, yeah. go back. How, how do you, how, how do you handle situations like that? I think I have a switch on and switch off time. That's something that I've seen. Sure. Like for me, home and office is very close. And that was very um, purposefully done or intentionally sure. done because I'm a single parent and I needed Upasana to be very close to me. And I needed to reach to her in a second if need be. So sure. always I've had consciously decided to have the home near the office. So for me, the travel time from office to home is hardly two minutes. That's sure. not enough for me to wind down. Yeah. So if I'm stressed at work, if there is something which hasn't gone according to what I want, so it's not enough time for me to wind down. So when yeah. I reach home, I am still at that, you know, peak level, peak yeah. level. Yeah. Either you have a one hour's drive, then you are winding down. I don't. Yeah. So I can't yeah. wind down. So I'm still yeah. at a peak when I go home. So it takes that, like Upasana catches me like that. She says, Ma, what happened? Are you in a bad mood? What, what's you know, what's happening. Yeah. Or sometimes she, if she doesn't get it, she said, what's wrong with you? Why are you behaving like that? So that does happen. Yeah. But I know that I can, I, I take that 10, 15, 20 minutes and I can then be with, be with her or do whatever I want to do or shut my phone and switch off. But sure. there are times when it can pile up. Then I have to finish that pile. Otherwise, no matter what I do, I cannot then switch off. Then, then that's when the angst builds. So you I consciously work. Pie. So you consciously work off, work towards like getting rid of it as soon as you reach home. 
yeah i am not a piling girl i cannot i can't procrastinate i am not that i have to finish and then chill i probably am the only person i know who does not procrastinate at all like i don't have a to do list because there is no to do list i have done the list amazing amazing yeah i do not i can't function like if i haven't finished what i have to finish today i cannot function so i have to finish it but but tell me uh, rashmi how does then being an entrepreneur work because like we all know i am an entrepreneur you so are you and you're doing so many multiple things with raskin with yeah. the patients and you know i know that there are so many other things lined up right the entrepreneur's mind never stops so even when you come back home you're constantly thinking and yeah. you know all of that so how do you disconnect from that then like and, and especially for women entrepreneurs because it's really really tough uh because i don't disconnect home. i don't disconnect thankfully now my daughter is at a stage where she herself is an entrepreneur sure so she gets it when i'm still chatting about it sometimes she gets irritated um mm. she's still a kid at the end of the day so sometimes mm. she gets irritated but she gets it when i'm still discussing work that's early morning sometimes i open my eyes and i suddenly have to discuss something with her she's yeah. okay to indulge me she indulges me and discusses that yeah so to me i don't have to shut off so i have the let me say i have the luxury of being a single parent luxury of not having family that i have to get up and immediately cater to and behave a certain way or a husband who i have to talk a certain way so the luxury also of being a single parent and a sole parent and a sole person in the house with just my daughter is we are so in sync i yeah. yeah it's not a it's not a thought like oh what do i do if i have a work thought in the morning do i have to shut my mouth and behave the perfect whatever daughter in law wife sister in law yeah. whatever whatever till i reach office i don't yeah. have to i can just be myself but but uh, rashmi when upasna was growing up and i mean she's i've met her and she's she's a lovely very very you know mature girl yeah. in yeah. you know to her age but when she was growing up and you were away at work and you know this is many years back because i'm sure at that point you were also growing the business right did you have those thoughts that oh my god i am away and then you know she's going to be like i'll somewhere disconnect from her did you have that fear that you know i constantly have that fear you know uh, i told you about this right yeah, like when i leave yeah. my child home and you know constantly oh no no i need to go back it's been one hour it's been two hours what what do you do to do to those mental voices that go on in your head like how do you deal with that fear i think that fear for me went away right in the very beginning i'll tell you why So I left Upasna when she was, I think, six month old, or four. Sure. Yeah, six month old to go to sure. England to study. Study, yeah. So I was there for at a stretch more than nine months, and I thought sure. when I go back home, my daughter is going to forget me. And my mother was taking care of at that time. She moved to my mom's house. Sure. Then I remember flying down to uh, from uh, Chester, Manchester Airport those days, Manchester to mm. Bombay, Bombay to Bangalore, middle of the night. By the time I reached my mom's house, it was four a.m. She was fast asleep. I was sitting next to her, waiting for her to open her eyes, and I was so scared she will not recognize me. That was how old was she? She must have been a year and three months or year and a half or something like that. So yeah. I, that's a very tender age, right? So I was sure yeah. she will not remember me. sat there waiting this child opens her eyes stretches a little and i think she didn't realize i was actually sitting in front of her yeah he did all this and she's like oh, mama and she just jumped and she just wouldn't oh let me go oh my god 
and my mother was so angry she called her something called as daritanki nai which which is a very tulu saying to say that this is a a dog taken care of by by someone ஒருத்தியூரிட்டிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லிஸ்லி
<laughs> that's beautiful so I, of you to say. <laughs> no, but it's true. That's true. So I can't say she learned that from me as an example. Probably she yeah. also saw, saw what not to do from me. Okay. I'm saying that it's basically who you are is what your kids will learn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. But, you know, uh, talking about independence, uh, Rashmi, you started, you actually, after studying, uh, uh, you know, medicine and everything, then you went back to do a business management course from ISP. What made you do that? So when did you do I, that? ISP happened as a fluke. One of my cousins had given those ISP exams. Sure. And she told me, Akka, I got into a woman entrepreneur thing of ISB. It was really exciting. So one of those periods where things had got into a monotony, I just thought I'll just write an exam. So I just did that interview, wrote that, and I just got through. So I said, then why not? So it was by then I had reached, you know, sometimes you reach the monotony of your monotony. work. Yeah. So I'd reached that monotony stage at some point. I'd gotten comfortable, but I didn't know how to expand or where to go from there. Yeah. I wanted to, but I didn't have the guts at some point of time. Yeah. All yeah. this was happening. I was in a comfortable stage, but I didn't know, how, I didn't want to rock the boat. So yeah. that's when I thought I had enough time to study more. And then I did this ISB thing. So is that post ISB that you, uh, you know, founded Soul Skin and, you know, took over things or? Soul Skin, yeah. Post ISB is when I thought I have to expand towards products and not just stick to services. Sure. So sure. we started it, but again, it was still a small uh, company where we used to just dispense from my two clinics. Hmm. When it actually took wings or took steam and went further was when Upasana came into the picture. Yeah. So she yeah. Was you want to talk young, about yeah. Uh, she talk was about how she's blood. been involved. Yeah, mm -hmm. she was that young blood who brought a lot of energy to it. So she sure. was like, saying, "Mama, you don't have to be afraid. I'm there. Let's put it out there on the net. I'm still, still that, you know, the '40s where we didn't grow up with the computers. Mm -hmm. So I'm still computer phobic. I'm still phobic of what happens on the internet space. Yeah." So, she is, uh, she's the one who said, no, let's do the website. Let's put it up. Let's do an e-commerce. Let's put it out there. That really catapulted the business to a different level yeah. and a different light. Sure. I would say more of a different light. So, so that, that, that's something that I must say is totally, if she wasn't there, I wouldn't do it. So it's not the ISB, which led that it's Pasna, which, which pushed me. But but it was it was basically a combination of the education that pushed you to the family that you know again supported you to build this up uh and now you have like way bigger plans to kind of uh, build this and give access to a lot more patients than this thing but uh, you know speaking of this uh, prashmi you spoke about not being comfortable in uh, you know in front of the computer and talking about it how how do you view yourself like were you I mean, you're somebody who's very, very well spoken, has been speaking in media, has been has been a spokesperson, has been a consultant for so many of these international and Indian companies, you know, FMCG companies, all of that. How comfortable have you been from day one talking about yourself as a doctor, uh, as an entrepreneur, uh, talking about all the services? The reason I'm asking is because women don't women are generally not comfortable talking about themselves. Has it been a journey or you were comfortable from day one? What what has been the journey, you know, like? I have been comfortable from day one. It's, my mom made sure I participated in everything, right? From a stupid fancy dress, like a fisherwoman, she made me go to uh -huh. a dumb charades, to a monologue, to 
God knows. I mean, it was a joke that oh my God, your mother hasn't sent you to that basket making class by the signal. You know, the uh-huh. guys who sit and make cane baskets at the traffic signal. The signal. So they used to sit and laugh saying, hasn't your mom asked you to go and learn from him that also? Uh-huh. So mom literally sent me to every class on earth. I am, uh-huh. a, I, I have passed the uh, major exams, which is the third level where we call it as Vidvat. So a state level exams, or I, I don't know what level they are for Bharatanatyam. I am a senior oh level God. state exams for art and painting. I, I don't know that. <laughs> yes. So I am, I've also attempted in Carnatic music and I used to go even for a dabble with a guitar class, which I couldn't, God knows, get it right. Oh God. You know, badminton, swimming, tennis, you name it. I have done everything, gone to every class. So, so that's gotten you comfortable uh, totally. talking about it. I, oh uh, yeah, I can do anything, talk anywhere, talk to anybody, be on any stage. I am right. But you know, Rashmi, one is comfortable talking and the other one is comfortable marketing yourself. Are you comfortable marketing yourself no. as an entrepreneur? No. no. Yeah, which is what my point was. No. That are you still learning that? Why do you think like women are not comfortable talking about themselves versus men, right? And and you're somebody who's achieved so much with the business, I'm saying, uh, without actually marketing it, without getting yeah, people to I, talk about it, uh, you know. I never believed, though I came, grew up looking at PR and advertising and all of that, I somehow never believed in making a big noise. I have, yeah. my, I, 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 I don't know whether it is the South Indian genes or it is being a woman or I don't know what it is. To yeah. me, if this product is fantastic, if you're fantastic at your subject, yeah, um, it, it'll work. Till date in 20 years of my practice, I haven't advertised once. Yeah, I haven't done a paid yeah. advertising. Yeah, so at all. Yeah. So for me, if you're good, we've never done things like discounts. We've never solicited service from anyone. All of these things I don't do. Because to me, if I am good at my job, people will come. If they don't come, I am very happy. I will do four patients and I will go back and spend time with Tupasana. To me, that is more quality time. Rather than trying to do 10 patients, you know, at a lower cost or at a time to sell or trying to make those extra attempts. No, to me, you value my work and you seek and come to me. I am not going to solicit your business. Sure, sure. So that's been and that that's worked for me well. That's worked for, and, and and place like medicine that I'm in, I still think it is sacrosanct. I still treat it. I agree. Though aesthetics has become a business, business. for me, I'm still a doctor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, uh, between the both of us, I know that the kind of patients that you handle from across the country and the yeah. world, yeah. Uh, even if you give the list out, I know you don't do that. Yeah. But even if you give the list out, it's a big, big, big privileged list to have, you know, yeah. on board. Yeah. But, you know, uh, that comes to the question that when you're dealing with such pretty men and women in the business and they're coming to you to, in a way, look beautiful, but all of them have their insecurities or fears and all. How do you deal with, you know, how do you deal with men and women who are though beautiful come with internal insecurities? Because yours is a very tricky job. Like, you know, uh, how how do you 
and I mean, considering this is a podcast which is focusing at women, the reason I'm asking you is that you can do no matter how much amount of work you can do on your face till you are internally fit and till you internally believe things don't get. How? What? What is your advice on such situations? You know, I get a lot of women who, like you said, are really sad because of the looks. Yeah. Whether they have less hair on the head or they have acne scars or they have a nose that they think is unattractive yeah and it really traumatizes them yeah it's it's easy for us to sit on the other fence and say oh it should not traumatize them so yeah. i do not want to be that preacher it does affect people whether yeah. their weight their color their face their hair it Absolutely. does affect people my job here is to simply try and see how to tell them not to let that affect them to that extent Sure. try and make them see what can be changed in a healthy way with not too much of a long term repercussion and something which still can be maintained with little little work sure so i i put things in baskets for them saying i never i never point out things that's not what i do if you tell me your concern then i would say this concern cannot be handled nothing can be done please don't go knocking door to door let that be this concern we can improve to a certain extent this concern i will right now fix it yeah this is how i would end up making it into buckets so so the clutter is gone from them so the big hill which says oh, i am not beautiful is cut down to this this and this more in a technical way sure sure or oh, this is why i my self esteem is low this is why my whatever my mom doesn't love me husband doesn't love me whoever whoever mm. to you totally cut it down to make it look very technical sure and then say yeah this 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 oh come on we have 20 other people like this so they suddenly feel light about the situation sure and sure. then i am fixing something immediately so that makes sure. them feel extremely nice right then then i'm giving sure. them something and telling them a goal of say let's say 3 months 6 months is going to get better so they are going with an agenda which is making them very hopeful and happy Mm-hmm. and then there is something they know can't be done so they learn to deal with it and pack it up to me that's the only way and trust me that has worked with everyone interesting interesting yeah but that that again comes comes back to the same question how how do women or how if it's me or women like me right who are independent in some way i mean completely independent in in you know financially or work wise and have families but most of the women that you would deal with are dealing with issues of self love right yeah. how how do you ta- what what advice do you have for you know women um, and somewhere that self love starts from the taking outside beauty yourself. yeah taking care of yourself what what advice do you have for women who are beginning to, me, to even question their self love i think all of us go through lows at time yeah i'm sure you have i have Yeah. all of us try and look for someone else to appreciate your beauty or your love or maybe yeah. that one person that you want to appreciate you who doesn't and then even if the world says you're beautiful maybe it doesn't matter doesn't so matter. we all yeah. go through all of these things it's a part of life is all i can say there's no yeah. great gyan i can give because i'm also yeah. a regular human being who goes through all of this yeah so but all i'm i i want to tell is as especially as women like you said we take care of a house with so much passion you don't mind spending any amount on the house making sure that's beautiful you have a you know you want to take care of your husband who whose health you will take care of whose heart oil whose head oil everything you are fixing yeah 
you know, yeah. your children you're fixing, you're doing everything. But somehow when it comes to take care of yourself, there's a little guilt associated. Oh my God, am I spending so much on myself? Yeah. So I, I kind of want people to get away from that and say, it's literally like the oxygen mask in an airline. Pull it up for yourself first. Sure. You know, then sure. you can do it to the rest of the family. And the first thing starts by making yourself happy. Now, whether that is sure. wellness, whether that is external beauty, whether that is buying something, you know what makes you happy. Sure, sure. So please make yourself happy sure. is all I can say. I'm not sure. saying necessarily you have to take care of your skin and your hair. I, one of my very close friends has full of acne khaddas on her face. She says, Rashmi, that just doesn't matter. But her hair starts falling, she gets maha upset. So it depends for each one of us what is bothering us. For some, for some people, yeah. it may not be look at all. Yeah. It could be something else. So just yeah. make yourself happy. That's amazing. I mean, uh, I think uh, very rightfully said. But I mean, if if it's about self-love and making yourself happy and all, what what are the rituals that you personally on a person, you know, on a daily basis follow for your self-care? I mean, I'm just just very keen. So as a child, till I grew up and came here, the first thing I used to do is open my eyes and search for my mom. I had to see my mom's face. Like I had to. So that to me, that one smiling good morning would make my day. And then I used to skip around. We, we lived in Bangalore, so it was a huge yeah. If on the staircase, come jumping here, there, my day would be made with my mom. Now I wake up and first look at my daughter's face. She gives me a nice, happy good morning. My day is done. So it starts with that. For me, that is self-love. That's it. I'm loved. I'm feeling happy. That's fine. Then, of course, like my mom, I make sure that I take care of my skin, my hair, all that is nice before I step out of my womb. So that makes me happy to make sure I've taken care of myself. My, I have to put a cream early in the morning also. So I wash my face and then I put a nice cream in the morning, which should nicely smell good and feel nice for me, which is that just for that one, one and a half hour till I go to shower. Yeah. So for me at that time, only fragrance matters. So I don't care what it does to my skin. So I'm looking yeah. at something which feels good. The sensor wow. matters most. So just put something which, which is a nice sensorial for me and I'm out. Then I have my little, I love Kashmiri kava. So I end up having my Kashmiri kava with some badams in it, roasted. So it just makes me, and when it turns out perfect, I feel very happy. <laughs> when they burn it, it get, I get irritated. So for me, those little, little things matter. Things matter. Yeah. Mm. And then that's it. Then I get ready fast. I come into the office. Things go smooth. It's nice. Things don't go smooth. I can get irritated very fast. But what happens when you travel? And, you know, timelines are all over the place because you do travel a lot because of the Hyderabad. I never get jet lagged, even if I go abroad. I don't get jet lagged. I manage even that. I manage yeah. to either sleep in the flight right. I manage to get up in the right time. I manage my jet lag. Discipline. That means, again, discipline. That's it. It all boils down to discipline. So, your mental makeup, you... Mind over matter. I totally, totally believe in it. I can so, be boiling with fever and nobody will know if I have work. I will get up and come. So in fact, that has made me a, sometimes I think an insensitive person because if somebody says oh, something is aching or I have fever, I have no empathy for them. I'm so, like, if I can get up and go, you can get up and go. Come on now, stop being sissy. Get up and do what you have to. You can sleep at night. Take a tablet and sleep at night. Yeah, It's, it's, yeah. it's just that. So to yeah. me, it's mind over matter. Totally. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, 
I I think you know uh, the more I talk about discipline and mind over matter and all of that, I think all these qualities go back to being applied pretty much in every aspect of your life, whether running the business, whether you know taking care of a pasna and home, being with your you know mom, or uh, you know seeing your patients. I know you know in office also I see you literally like tap tap tap. You you have the you have a very uncanny ability to you know kind of see multiple patients at the same time, see them quickly, and they're all going out happy. How 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 do you like you know? Is it easy to like just move from one thing to the other? It is. I'm a very people person. I have to like like someone. If I don't like someone, I can be pretty nasty. Hmm. Even if it is a patient or my my team that I work with or people, I have to I have to connect at a human level somewhere. Hmm. Take one second to connect. Hmm. So even with patients, that's what happens. That's why I have happy patients. So I yeah. connect with each one of them. I may not know their name forever, hmm. uh, but I have that connect which yeah. I know. So for me, it's that connect which really matters. Is what I think. I mean, if I sit to think of what is it special that I also know that patients are happy, even online when they meet me, they're gushing, they're so happy. So to me, it's the, it's it's the human connect that I try to do, and I'm genuine. Even if I have to say so, I'm genuine. So I think that that comes across. That's transparent. The genuineness is very transparent in life. Lovely. I think uh, Rashmi, it, this is. I'm almost you know coming towards the end of the conversation. I just wanted to kind of take a glimpse into your life and show people how you're doing these multiple things at the same time, you know, running a business and the clinic and, you know, home, etc. But more, more importantly, I think I wanted to understand the mental makeup and the only answer that keeps coming on my face is discipline. Yeah. Uh, this is something, I don't know if you remember, but this is something that you told me last time I met you and you said, uh, we were discussing something for me and you said, no, I should just discipline yourself on this and you'll be sorted. And, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but uh, this was really, really lovely, uh, short, quick conversation. But, you know, I think uh, a lot of women were looking forward to hearing from you on this when I spoke to people about, you know, you coming on board, they said, hey, we want to know how a doctor kind of runs her life and, you know, the multiple other things. So this was really, really, really interesting. And thank you so much for coming and doing this for us. And I hope uh, to see you soon. Thank you for watching this. If you've enjoyed this conversation, make sure you hit the like button, comment what was your favorite part and also subscribe to the channel. Don't forget to press the bell notification to never miss a new episode because we have a lot more coming. Uh, this podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, Google, GeoSavan by the name questions I wanted to ask. You can listen to it wherever you like. Link will be in the description. You can follow me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, etc. And all the links are in the description. Thank you for watching. I'll see you in the next one.